The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All Sports Talk is on News Radio WGNS. All Sports Talk is sponsored by Good Neighbor State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro, Smyrna, and all of Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care. And the Blue Raider Insider Report, sponsored by Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. We put the all in all sports talk. From the preps to MTSU, we've got you covered. It's all sports talk on Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome into all sports talk. It is dark outside. We have gone to daylight savings time, and Mr. Jeff Jordan is with me as normal on Monday. We are here for 30 minutes. 5.30, we go to pregame for Middle Tennessee at Mercer. Girl, women's basketball. Men won this afternoon against Brescia, 79-52. to Jeff, I don't know if you went to the uh, Rutherford County Student Day or not for the game. Yeah, you know whether I went or not. You that's know. A, that's a no. That's a definite no. Too loud for me. Not really. Not really. I, I, I knew it wasn't going to be much of a game, so I didn't go. But delighted. We started with a win. That's terrific. Uh, but we had a big crowd. I think they were. They told me it was something like eight thousand or something. Yeah, the, the, uh, normally there's about eight thousand kids. We, you know, I've done that game for many years, and that, that's kind of what we counted on. You start putting kids, people in seats, to assign them. That's what what happens. You you begin to run out of seats pretty quick. It seems like. But uh, Justin Porter, a new guy out of uh, Texas, uh, led the scoring today for Middle. Uh, Elias King, uh, Jeff. Nick, Nick McDevitt just has a very deep ball club, don't you think? Yes. Uh, he, he may have 10. Yeah. They play uh, a lot. Sizable uh, minutes. That's a lot. Superstars aren't there, but they, they do have some scoring. By the way, when's the last time we didn't have Donovan Sims on the floor in middle? Well. It's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. We almost and he did. was so fun to watch. Yeah, it was. He, he, yeah, he, he good player. Good, good young man, too. Have to replace him and Josh Jefferson. Josh was the leading scorer last year. Jeff, I think in the first 10 games, we didn't know who Josh Jefferson was. But toward the end of the season, he had some huge basketball games. I, 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 for sure, y'all would beat Western Kentucky and Bowling Green. They just could not stop the guy. So they got to replace that. But uh, I think they, they, they got the horses to get that done. I would say that we will have maybe as many as eight people during the course of this year that will lead us in scoring at some point. I think they, they very well could be correct. And that's a lot. That's a lot. Most, most teams, yeah, maybe, you know, they have three or four. What is the perfect number of kids that can play for a rotation? Because you, you can have too many, can't you? And yeah. You, you keep the, if number 11 is as good as number two or three, uh, you can't play 11 guys. I think that's too, too much to do. But uh, how deep would you go, eight? I, I like the number eight, yes. Um I know that a lot of the really good teams and, and, and teams that play in top-level conferences and that sort of thing will, will play at eight in the heat of battle maybe, and they have their 
rotation all figured out, and the uh, and of course they can change, but they they have that rotation figured out, and the players know when they're supposed to go in. Yeah, and and, and if you got a rotation of eight, and your ninth player is really good, it helps help because if injury comes along, you're you're still oh, pretty yeah. good shape. Number ten comes along, if you two players go out, so that's that's what you're looking for. But I guess my point being, it's hard to keep those kids happy that can really play that aren't playing because they're just not quite as good as the kids up in front of them. But uh, the coach has to kind of settle that and, and uh, do the psychology on it. It is. And you, the, the truth of the matter is the players earn their spot in the rotation and whether they're going to start or go in as the sixth person or so forth, they earn all that in practice. Yes. And a, a lot of people, don't understand that necessarily they 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 want their player the, to play forgetting that they haven't impressed the coach maybe during the week but if you do that and you do earn and and you're really playing well and, and then you don't get any time at all that really hurts you yeah so hey uh, players jeff kind of feed on that if 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 you got somebody that doesn't get it done in practice and he's playing Right, the, the guy that does get it done in practice and not playing is is more upset than he would be if say, oh Jordan, really good. I'm playing behind him, but he's he's getting it done. He practices hard. He gets it done. I wish I was was there. I think I could do what he's doing, but he's a good guy as opposed to old Jordan. There is just goose off in practice. Doesn't get much done, but he plays anyway. In the game, he does fine, but uh, practice wise, he's just a dog. And it does leave room for a lot of well, why is that? Why is why is he still playing in front of me, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing? And that can really bring some hard feelings, and, and sometimes you can get even more serious than that. Lady Raiders, uh, Jeff, play at Mercer tonight. Uh, they'll open season. The deepest ball club Rick Ensel's had in a long time, in my opinion. Yeah, and I've coached with people. I don't know whether you have or not. I've coached against people that they're. Their sixth player was actually better mm-hmm. than somebody that was on the floor uh, all the time, and th- and that was done purposely sometimes. But that sixth player, of course, got lots of time. Well, let, let's let's go to uh, Malashka, the, the the sixth player for Middle last year, and she'll be the sixth player again this year, I would say, coming off the bench. Led the team in scoring three or four different times. Uh, was player of the week in Conference USA two or three different times. Has starter fluid in her and she'll get as many minutes as she if she doesn't foul out as anybody <laughs> yeah that's right that's right uh christy brinkley uh, the the uh point guard out front i don't th- i don't know if she'll start but she'll get lots of minutes and in some games when you need that quick burst of energy she, she can be the guy and so what what he has and i think what coach mcdevitt has as well is some options to do play different ways against different teams which is nice to do I've also had a player or two. These are fairly rare, but I've had a player or two that actually played better coming off the bench mm-hmm. than starting. And um, I've, it took a little while to convince me that that was actually correct, but, it, but clearly it was. And uh, I finally realized, it, as thick-headed as I am, and that to bring in that, that sixth person, they do have fresh legs, of course. You bring them in at maybe the eight-minute mark or something, and um, – it can be very beneficial to do it that way. We talked about this in baseball last week. Sometimes managers take out a pitcher that's really pitching well just because that's what it's set up to do. I've seen it at a basketball game. A kid hits three in a row, and and the buzzer sounds, and they're taking him out of the game because 
that's just the way they've got it set up in front. They're going to stick with their game plan, especially in the first half. The second half, you get down to the last four or five minutes of the game, if, if uh, Josh Jefferson hitting three-pointers left and right, they're not going to take him out of the game at all. That's but, probably true. In, any player of mine that hit three in a row, he, he or she is probably going to stay in the game. <laughs> but I, I understand what you're saying. You're right. That's correct. Let's talk Middle Tennessee football, the most unpredictable football team in the history of the world, <laughs> I, I think. Uh, turnovers just killed them. The mistakes uh, against oh, Louisiana Tech. Yeah. It, it, you, you just can't win football games. And Coach Stockstall preaches that. All coaches do, but I think he probably preaches it just more than anyone else or as much as anyone else and you go into a football game knowing you're going to lose a turnover battle against a uh, a pretty good team one that's on your uh, on your level you're going to lose especially on the road just about every time just about every time yeah uh, it's it's and coaches man you can you can really see it i i know i mean <laughs> i'm sure that the university of alabama i'm sure that nick saban is absolutely eating alive with this you know i mean and the and the the titans yesterday i mean they now uh it wasn't a turnover but i think they made that they called three penalties inside conversion inside the one yard line and finally they got their third shot at it and they finally scored and 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 beat them and i'm sure that that's just got to drive a coach nuts Middle plays Charlotte at home, 2.30 on Saturday. Salute to Veterans Day. Jeff, it's, it's something that people just need to be there to see. Great day. I've seen it just uh, just about every time we've done it. Uh, and uh, and the MTSU, and well, it takes a lot of people to get that organized, I'm sure. But, I mean, they do a wonderful job. It's, it's emotional and heartfelt, and I, it's just fine. By the way, Charlotte's coming off a drubbing at the hands of Western Kentucky. I think it's, what, 57-6 to six or something. It was a lot to a little, for sure. Uh, Middle trying to get the record at 5-5. Five and five. We'll see how that works itself out. Let's go ahead and take a break. We'll come back and talk high school football and a little bit of World Series, maybe. We can go to 5-30 where you get pregame for Middle Tennessee versus Mercer at 5-30. We'll be right back. At McCabe Vision Center, we have added a full cosmetic line to the services that we provide. Dr. Craig McCabe. Brighten up your face and make yourself look 10 years younger. Call McCabe Vision Center. Dr. Craig McCabe at McCabe Vision Center. Look 10 years younger. We have added laser treatments. McCabe Vision Center on Heritage Park Drive, just off Memorial, behind SunTrust Bank. Learn to make money five ways with rental real estate. Double your money with apartments and get your map to financial freedom. And that map starts with a free workshop. Sign up now at lifestylesunlimited.com. Click on the Join Free Workshop tab and attend online or in person. That's lifestylesunlimited.com. Lifestylesunlimited.com. Again, that's lifestylesunlimited.com. Limited seating, unlimited potential. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850 and let me save you money and time. Your home, your auto, together they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your home and auto. 
Hello friends, Lenny Farmer with Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. More than I can count, we have taken care of families who were totally caught off guard with the passing of a loved one. There are so many details to tie up, it really can be overwhelming. Again, more than I can count are the comments from families who have pre-planned and pre-funded their or their loved one's funeral saying, I'm so thankful we took care of this ahead of time. It would have been a financial hardship had we not. Let me help you pre-plan. Call me at 615-893-2422. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Tim Tackett, Jeff Jordan with you. Jeff brought to you by Fans Heating and Air and Lee Collin Financial Services, Edward Jones. High school football round one is underway, Jeff. We didn't do all as well as we'd like to. Uh, boy, I tell you what, uh, Eagle ran into a buzzsaw in Dresden. Riverdale loses in two overtimes at Lebanon. That, 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 that's a tough one. Oakland wins. Brackman wins. I've left somebody out. Middle Tennessee Christian wins. They they go to Jackson Christian, I think it is, this week. Smyrna so wins. Go ahead. and yeah, Smyrna wins, and they go to Beach. Beach is really good. Yeah, I'm I'm plenty worried about that ball game. I, I um, I, I the only ones that I looked at around the state really to really concentrate on was the six A bracket uh, around the state and Eagleville and Middle Tennessee Christian School, and I can tell you that out of those eighteen games, the home team won sixteen of the eighteen. Mm. So th- that's that's about how it normally goes. Uh, it's really more than usual. It, but. It's worth saying that th- they are the higher seed right. by being at home. So that says they got a home court advantage. But plus, in theory, they've got the better ball club. Yeah, and I would agree with that. And the, the first round, uh, um, sometimes it's just anticlimactic, I guess. The uh, Middle Tennessee Christian School will will uh, will not host this week. They'll travel, and they'll go to Jackson Christian. Um and Eagleville is, are, are done. They had another uh, winning year and another playoff year. Um, now in in 6A, which we which we keep up with because all our schools in Murfreesboro, are, are, except the Christian school, are in the 6A. Um, and I see if I can find them. Everybody here on on this on this bracket, uh, Lebanon will will come to Oakland. Oakland will host, and Oakland will host as long as they're playing. Actually, um, on Friday night. And um, Smyrna will go to Beach, uh, and, and Beach has a Smyrna's got a good ball club, but Beach also has a good ball club. Um, so you know we'll just have to see what happens there. I I don't know. Blackman will uh, will will they will not host. They will go to uh, Coffee County. Coffee County's got a good team. I think Blackman will be better. I think they will prove that uh, on uh, on Friday night. And I think that wraps up all of our teams and their games. And I think, I believe I'm right, all of them are played in central time. So that'll be 7 o'clock Murfreesboro time. Just doing some research, uh, I read, and this just seems hard to believe, Coffee County first playoff victory in football. Now, the tough part about that is they're typically playing this region here, which is prone to sweep, but uh, – Coffee County is number one seed over there, and uh, record you got it in front of you, maybe eight and two. Does that sound about right? Nine and two. We're talking about uh, Coffee K- County. Coffee County here. Uh, well, if I can find them, uh, yeah, they're they're eight, they're nine and two now. Yeah, that's what I thought. And beat a good Stewart's Creek ball club. I and, and and you're telling me I did not know this. You're telling me this is their first 
That's playoff. That's win. what I read, and, and including White County, their first playoff win ever. It just you know, you get schools that played that long. It's just kind of hard to imagine that. Isn't yeah, you it? think they would have come now? Coffee County's not a have not been a powerhouse for sure. Uh, that is very true. But they've had a lot of years where they have won five or six ball games. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised they have never won a game in, in playoff. Well, all history. that said, Blackman and Oakland playing against that region there, and I think I go go along with you. I see Oakland and Blackman both winning and playing one another the, the following week. Well, um, allow me to look at that for a minute. I, um, Coffee County, Stewart's Creek, Blackman, Blackman would w- would play Oakland. That is correct. If Oakland wins, that is exactly right. Um, and Oakland will host. Uh, a week from Friday. Yeah, the, so. if you got two good teams in a in a region, Jeff, third round is where they will have to meet, and one of them right. has to go to the wayside, no matter how good they may be. So uh, they that could be a, a good football game, but both teams have to get their wins this week. Uh, I, I think Oakland clearly playing at home against the Lebanon Ball Club that had some good moments early in the year, Jeff, but they've not played nearly as well in the second half of the season, and. Uh, we hear a lot it, a lot of people this time of year, of course, talking about it and about the who who will come here, then they come here this year, that everyone thinks Oakland will host, and perhaps that's correct. Uh, they want to know who's going to come, and it's been Maryville forever, but it, uh, they forget all about other teams that are up there that are plenty good. Maryville's got three losses. Well, the reason you think of Maryville, because they, as you say, they, that they've been doing it right. forever, but they got to go through Bearden this week, who's good. The following week, they'll have to beat Farragut, probably, which is really good. I I, I say this the first time, and I, and I don't know how many years it'll be that Maryville's not going to make it to the semifinals. I don't think they will. I don't believe they will either, but regardless of who gets to the semifinals, they, and if it's Oakland, if that's who it is, uh, uh, well, no, I, I don't make, think it makes any difference who it is. They'll have to travel and, and, and come here. So you always want to play them here. Another thing in that 6A bracket, Jeff, that happened that's pretty unusual. Williamson County usually dominates their their side of things. They only had one of the four wins this time around, which is highly unusual. Taking on some good ball clubs out in West Tennessee, but uh, they normally come out with two, three, maybe four wins. They came out with just one. And for some reason, I don't know why, but I, I assume it has to do with the football talent and all that kind of stuff. But Nolansville. And Ravenwood both fell by the wayside mm-hmm. fairly early and had very average years in many cases. So and you're right, I think it's Brentwood. Don't you don't you it. think that people there are saying the same thing that's been said in Rutherford County for years and years? It, the more schools you put in, certainly at some point in time you've got to water it down a little bit. And I don't know whether that's happened here or not. I don't think it normally has. But let's face it, you've got five or six ball clubs in the, in the city now. Yeah, somebody's got to go by the wayside. They they all can't win, and they got to play each other, and the the, the, cream, the cream rises to the top. And I think Williamson County's facing the same thing. And to a certain extent, it's happened to Samarna, as as yeah. ball ball players went to Stewart's Creek uh, due to zoning and that sort of thing, and that has an effect on you when you can't put the numbers out there. That's right. Well, that all those games take place seven o'clock local time. Now pay attention. Now I think. Since uh, Middle Tennessee Christian School is going west, it'll be the same time. They're in central time zone out there. But uh, this may be the last week we get into that situation. We'll just have to see how it goes. But uh, 
Any, any further comments on that before we just talk a little bit about the World Series? Well, I wondered about Darius over there. If he knows who, who Brian is going to cover on Friday night, he's going to look it up, and he's looking. He's nodding. He's still looking. He's from Chattanooga, so you have to give him some extra time. He's still looking, and he's found it, and he's going to tell me that the game this week will be on WGNS Radio <laughs> at 7 o'clock, and that game will be almost here. We're just looking on our trusty. Well, no, it can't be Riverdale 11. We, we, that was last week. <laughs> we're, we're, we're paying attention this week, Jeff. <laughs> oh, my goodness, Darius. Come on. Is it not written up there? It's not written up there. Brian hadn't decided yet then. Okay, that's all right. He'll have the scores. Wherever he is, he'll have all the other scores. By the way, one more thing, and then we'll move on. It has nothing to do with our schools here, but the the longest field goal in Tennessee high school football history was kicked this weekend. The longest what? Field goal. Oh, really? 54-yarder. How far? 54 yards. 54 yards. The previous record was 52. This was this Shrewberry, I think is the guy's name, in East Tennessee. I can't call the name of the school, but uh, – 54-yard field goal, and it was stated in the literature that I saw, it would have clearly been good from 60. So that uh, kickers are getting better all the way up now, uh, right? They are, yes. I, be, I will bet you that he was recruited off the soccer team. I bet you he was. That's where all right, Jeff, come from. Get, your, get your thoughts on Houston's three-game streak to win it. They were down two games to one, then came back and went three in a row. The Astros win it. And, and by the way, some dude in Houston won $75 million. <laughs> betting on that game he, he, he shelled out 10 million can you imagine that uh really ten dollars to me is <laughs> i was i'd say this if this fellow and i i don't i know nothing about it if he lost if he won 75 million on a, on a baseball game uh okay or a world series uh, okay but I wonder how many losses he's built up over the years as well. I mean, he, he's probably had some brutal losses. Yeah. If he's bet, betting at that amount, I mean, come on. Well, he, all that said, he had confidence in his Astros and it was he well did. placed. I I was delighted to see Dusty Baker get his ring. I did not know that he had not gotten as many wins as he's had, Jeff. With many good teams he's been around, I did not know that that's his first World, World Series win. And he's had two of them that uh, I think with the Giants and I don't know the other one. I can't remember, but he was he was within just an out or two. And it, and they jerked the rug out from under him, but not this time. And he's got one. He's got a ring as a player. Uh, and I guess people have forgotten. I don't really know. Of course, I'm old, so I do remember. Dusty Baker was a heck of a player. Yes, he was. I mean, he. I don't know why the Braves ever traded him, but but they did. And he went on and had some more great years, both with the Dodgers and the Giants. He, he was a good player. Well, Jeff, that's going to have to wrap it up okay. shortly today. We're going to uh, Dick Palmer in Georgia, in Middle Tennessee. Women will take on Mercer. You can hear the game right here on WGNS Radio. Pre-game at 5.30. Tip-off will be 6 o'clock. Monty Hale will be in tomorrow for more All Sports Talk. All Sports Talk on News Radio. WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. First Bank, Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance. Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ears Funeral Home, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.
from the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles.